0: Welcome to the Break New Ground podcast. My name is Luis Prado, aka B Boy Prad. And today we're making the comeback on the podcast. We've had a little hiatus for about a month and a half, but we're starting it back with a very great guest, someone that I've been wanting to have since the very start. So I'm knocking down the list as we go. But today we welcome Melissa Adao, aka Mel, to the podcast. Mel, welcome.
1: Yes, it's an honor. Thank you.
0: Thank you for making time. You're, oh you're always gosh. so busy. You're a teacher. You're doing, you're doing so much. I'm surprised we were able to get this in.
1: No, it's, I, I'm happy to do this. Um, you know, I just got to tell you and say this to everyone else, thank you for including me as part of your break, MG. Um It's really nice to see you building yourself and uh, being a, a community leader, uh, community builder. It's, it's nice to see it. So I got to thank you.
0: I appreciate this. that. Yeah. Um, I think little known fact that, Maybe not a lot. Of, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, actually. So, this might be the first time I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Mel's podcast inspired me to start my own podcast. Oh, what? Yeah. So, Mel had a. <laughs> had may, Has? Is it still active?
1: No, oh, okay. Um, it is on, a sabbatical. It's
0: mm, on sabbatical. There you go. <laughs> okay.
1: That's a so, good one. Uh, Mel Shake is on sabbatical as the Mel Shake podcast does its own research. To get information and to add value to the podcast when we come back.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned the name of it already, Mel yeah. Shake Mondays, right? Yes. Um, and you had an array of guests, um, yes. but the one, the first one that I ever listened to was the Nico podcast. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. And then you had Nikki as well, right? Yes.
1: Yes. I don't even remember what the, who my first guest was. I think it was Nico. Nico or Nikki? It was Nikki. It was Nikki. Okay, it's Nikki. Okay.
0: I don't know. It was one of
1: those two, yeah. I don't yeah. know JoJo was, I don't even, I I just know I took a very like, you know, like you have, okay, so if anyone doesn't know El uh, uh setup, he has something super fancy, he has like really fancy mics, he has a, uh, a publicist, if I can say, <laughs> a beautiful publicist hair here documenting, um, and I was just kind of figuring it out, so I did everything on my phone and I just kind of went places, and uh, I don't. That's how I kind of did it. But, but thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you were inspired. <laughs> it's
0: really funny you mentioned that because we brought you on the podcast on like maybe chapter two of this whole journey because uh-huh. chapter one was also doing it on the phone, was also doing it on like a $15 Amazon mic. <laughs> and, um, and remember I remember messaging you asking you how you recorded yours.
1: Oh, okay. okay, okay. Uh-huh. And then
0: around that time was because I was like, well, wow, Mel's podcast is really good. And like she must have like really good audio equipment. And then I asked you, and you said, "Well, I just record on my phone." Yeah. I was like, "Why didn't I think of that?" Yeah. So the Nikki podcast and like the first five, maybe six, uh-huh. were strictly on my iPhone, and yeah. then like a fifteen dollar mic. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we all grow up, and so okay. does our setup. Yeah. And also, shout out to my girlfriend Janelle. She was the one that provided these mics during nice. Christmas time. Ooh. Yeah. This was a really good gift. Yes. Um Nancy. But here we are. We're here on the Break New Ground podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got Mel. Mm-hmm. And I have to hit you with the question that everybody gets at the start of the podcast. Who is Mel, and how do you describe what you do as an artist?
1: Yes, um, Mel, okay, well me, I. um, if I can just say the shortest way, who I am and what I do, I am a professor of dance, uh, an educator, I am a dancer, choreographer, a beat girl in training, and a student for life. And so uh, I just love to do what I do. I love sharing it with the community and in an approach that adds value to people's lives, not only you know, through dance to be, you know, build that confidence, but just to have a better life in general. Mm-hmm.
0: That was really good. Thank you. That was, you have yourself figured out <laughs> in terms of what you do.
1: Actually, yet, right now, <laughs> yes, but I also know that I'm gonna evolve as I get older and as I you know, just see this culture progress and when I progress in the culture.
0: That's, that's really good, because you, um, you weren't always a B-girl, and you weren't always competing at like mm-hmm. local events. Mm-hmm. And I remember you coming out to Battle at the Bowl, which, yeah. was, which is a throwback event right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I met you. Oh, was it? Yes, it was. Um, oh. Because you came out with Kate, I believe. Uh, or I entered
1: with Carmen. You entered with Carmen, yeah. yes. yeah.
0: Um, and oh. then you you thanked me for having the event and then we you know we exchanged names. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> then and, but then you kept showing up yeah. and then I was like, Oh like who is this yeah. who is this girl? Mm-hmm. So I found out you're part of the San Diego B girls. uh uh-huh. um, still still going on at Queen Bees? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh, yep. Yeah. We're um we're still, you know, I, I feel like San Diego B girl sessions is sort of like a collective hmm. um and Kate uh, or educate is the one uh, who is pretty much behind um, the logistics of what we do in terms of organizing sessions, organizing just B girl, you know, gatherings like celebrating birthdays and potlucks, and then also, of course, doing our uh, uh, our biannual uh, jam fatal sting.
0: It's biannual.
1: Biannual, Cause so, so we always have it in January, and we always have it in the summer. Oh. Yeah. So pers- we'll have our sixth one this summer. I Ooh. believe. Yeah. And usually we do like an open style. We include an open style of something. Yeah. Yes,
0: that was Janelle's first battle, actually. Yes, I remember. Yeah.
1: No, oh, was it or was it synthesis? Oh, synthesis was, was the, the second, second one. one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah you made a, an impression. She did. She it. she I carried remember. me
0: twice, ah! she, and I had been battling for years, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, yeah so that. San Diego B Girl Sessions has is a collective. I think that's a good mm-hmm. word to describe them, mm-hmm. um, and then Mel's a part of that. Mm -hmm. But you, like you mentioned before, when we asked you the first question, you are a professor of dance Mm -hmm. and you've been in the choreography scene for longer than the breaking community, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's kind of talk about that a little bit because the dance community in San Diego includes all styles, but... Mm -hmm. There's maybe, like, a little separation between the battle community and the choreo community. Mm-hmm. Lately, it's been blending a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm really happy to see that, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that later. Yes. Um, what are the, some, of the, some of the differences um, in the battle slash all styles community uh-huh. as opposed to the choreo community that you see having been in part of both? Yes.
1: Um, Okay, so uh, before I move forward, I'm going to just kind of put a little, like, credential behind (laughs) what I'm saying. So I've been involved in the SoCal dance scene, um, specifically choreography and urban dance scene for about 20 years or a little over 20 years and i just started breaking three years ago this august will be my three-year annie well wow, yeah. three years three-year annie of, of breaking <laughs> and uh, so i'm speaking from being in the choreo scene since the late 90s and then just getting into the breaking scene um it's not 2000 2017 or 2016 i don't remember but Ooh. it's whatever three years ago yes 2016 okay T- yeah so um what was the question?
0: <laughs> what uh, are some of the differences that you've okay. noticed between the, both of the communities now that you've been part of both for uh-huh. quite a while?
1: Okay. That, well, the first one I noticed is the discipline that we, the approach, uh, the, the different people have disciplines. Yes. And um, for when it comes to like, you know, battling, so it's like B-boys, B-girls, and open style dancers who battle, there's, um, it's all self-motivated. And mm. even if you're in a crew, it's still self-motivated. That's true. So when you put in the work, it's be and, and however you represent in the scene, it's because of the work you put in. And of course it's, you know, great to have a crew to do that with and celebrate it with. But at the end of the day, it seems like everything you do is like you have to you put in your hours. It's on your terms. You there's a crew practice, but you don't have to show up at seven. Right. You don't have to show up at the start time right um and then the way you present yourself it's because of the work you put in so when you're out there like for example i'll use um i'll use uh one of your crews then like knickknack that's one of yours right yes okay so you are part of knickknack but at the end of the day people know you as El Prad. that's true knickknack guy that's true okay (laughs) um with the urban dance scene uh choreo scene uh, it, it's, it's a different discipline and to be honest, it's more disciplined yeah. in terms oh, yeah. of like the, 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 the mannerisms and behaviors so, um, or the practice so like let's say um, I, an example, I was on Super Galactic this is between 2006 to 2008 so mm. about 2.5 years and uh, if they say rehearsal starts at 8 we are there at 8 if we are late um, Super Galactic never did this but I know 220 does this um, I look at Chanel because she used to be on 220. Uh, if you're late, you do push-ups. Culture well, Shock does this too. So if you're late, you do push-ups, and then everyone else has to do push-ups. Oh, I don't know wow. how consistent that was with 220. But it's like everyone, because it's a team. Right. So, you know, every you, we all share the same celebration, but we also share like when someone's slipping, we all we all have to kind of be a part of that in a way. Hmm. And so uh, we put in the work. Uh, We're there at seven or we're there at the start time. We all rehearse together for the purpose of being cast to perform at the end. Okay. So if we're not there, we're not cast. And our goal is to be cast to perform on that stage. Right. You know, but the thing I notice is when we represent ourselves in the scene, we say, oh, I'm if I can use Janelle as an example, I can say or Janelle might might say. Oh, that's about to use myself. I don't want to use because I'm not. I'm not Janelle. I could say, oh, I'm Melissa. I'm on Super Galactic, oh, okay. so I use that additional um, name to mm-hmm. add value to who I am. Okay. So it's just really interesting that that's the difference. Like I just say, oh, you would say, oh, I'm Prad, but they don't have. They, you don't even say part of knickknack. Right. You yeah. Prad, because that's how you re- represent yourself as a soloist. Yes. I would say, oh, I'm super galactic because they wouldn't know me unless they go to super galactic performances or videos or whatnot to see me. That's very true. In some way, not all the time, but for the most part. And I noticed that's the, that's the way choreo dancers carry conversations when they talk about themselves or introduce themselves in dance. Mm. Yeah. But the discipline is the biggest one.
0: So how did you transition from being on a team like Mm super galactic, which is actively performing Mm -hmm. to being a professor? and i mean also evidently creating your own <laughs> shows and performances yes, right because uh-huh. you've got some posters here on the wall yeah
1: oh we're by the we're at my house
0: oh right <laughs> yeah so it's important to ma- we're not at the usual studio spot we're at the house of we're, we're at mel's house right now yeah. and uh, i kind of like this couch it's yeah. a very nice couch <laughs> i prefer this over the usual like rigid table and chair it's a nice change it is yeah, a nice change yeah, yeah. natural sunlight too yeah. very important
1: uh huh. Um, okay, so uh, you're saying uh, what's the what's it like?
0: How did you go from Super Galactic, which you said it w- ended in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and well, I ended my oh tenure, you ended, huh? in, yeah okay, and then you became a professor at community colleges, mm-hmm. which has been a really impactful thing because um, not only have a lot of the dance community people, mm-hmm. you know, taken your class, but mm-hmm. people who've never danced before mm-hmm. have taken your class mm-hmm. and they've learned like the really crucial parts Mm -hmm. of the dance Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. through your class. Thank you. Um, So I want to know how that transition came to be, because 2008 Mm -hmm. was a while ago, so a lot could happen between now and then.
1: Yes, well actually um, I became a professor in 2003, not 2008, so um, I've been teaching, I have been a professor of dance um, at the community colleges, so right now I'm at Grossmont Mesa MiraCosta, but I got my first uh, opportunity at Grossmont College in 2003 so I've been teaching since then and for me to get that opportunity well right now if you want to be a college or if you want to be a professor at any college you have to have a master's degree so but at the time things have changed but at the time I had a bachelor's degree and Angie Bunch was transitioning out of teaching from Grossmont College uh they were looking for a professor, she gave a good word about me and I was able to get that opportunity to teach at Grossmont and then a year later get the job at Mesa, mm. Mesa College. And so but uh I wanna say two thousand eight actually they they changed the, the the minimum requirements and now require anyone trying to teach at the college to have a master's degree. Okay, so um so when I was First teaching at the college, I was on urban effects still. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that shout out to urban Vanessa yeah. She is the reason, one of the reasons why I am able to experience urban dance. Because um, if I can just say really quick. No, um, go for it. This is uh, all you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, back in 97 was my first time auditioning for Culture Shock. And uh, there was only two teams, Culture Shock and I believe 220. But you had to be a college student. And then formality, which was like a year or two in, like they weren't even in uh, up and running in the the big stage yet. Mm. Uh, so it 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 took five years. I was audition. Oh, Holly! Holly's <laughs> with Tia Luis right now. Huh? You're saying hi? Okay. So um, I auditioned for Culture Shock five years in a row and never made it. What? Yes. And this was again. It was very competitive. There was not a lot of dance teams back then so this is like 97. Wow. And so um, and and, and it took me a minute and so then my first time auditioning for Urban FX was in 2002 and I got it right I was I got the opportunity right away so I always tell Vanessa every time I see her every time I introduce her she is the reason why I'm able to get that urban dance or dance team experience is because she believed in me at the time no one else did
0: 2002 yeah
1: 2002 it's crazy
0: did you ever make it on culture shock
1: never never <laughs> made it on culture shock five years in a row never made it what and it was it was embarrassing because it's like i've been I, I was a dancer who trained every freaking day at the studio this is when they're at NTC, and right now the building that stands where culture shock used to be is the rock church Ooh. yeah so culture shock uh dance center or the center used to be at ntc and that's where i was at and i got on unity actually unity dance ensemble so i was there in the first unity company when tessie started it and at the time she called it ude like it was never called unity at the time uh so yeah so i was auditioning or i mean i was yeah i was auditioning for culture shock and I never made it. I never understood why it was so frustrating. And it probably, I still don't know the reason, but what made that experience valuable to my life now is the importance of consistency, Yes. the importance of hard work. And that if you don't believe in, if you believe in yourself and no one else does, just keep doing the work. It's gonna take a minute. And for me, it took five years. Yeah. you know and so like that's the that's the difference between now and then and it's hard because today's culture everything is like quick overnight yeah. you know like yeah. you can get information really fast you can google something it's right there right away if you don't like something you can go if you don't like a dance team you go somewhere else you still can dance on a team yeah then there was just culture shock so if i didn't make it the first year i had to wait another year for that opportunity to audition and so doing that made me have tough skin. It made me understand the importance of hard work, consistency, to to, to just be humble. And, you know, like, it's not easy. Life's, yeah. Life is not fair.
0: That's, you know? Yeah, that's very and, true. And my
1: mind was like, I fucking train all <laughs> fucking day, every day. And these people are not training. How did they get on? And, you know, that's the young me thinking. Yeah. The frustrated me Thinking why it's not fair. It took me a long time, over 10 years, to say it's because it's preparing me for what is about what's happening in my life now. And I, I, I like to share that story to the current students, is because they're always complaining about stuff and like, I, I'm putting in the work, how come it's not happening? Well, how long have you been doing it? Right. And they'll say, Oh, six months, okay. What do you want, you know? Well, I want to be a professional. So you think it be, You think it takes six months to be a professional?
0: Even close. You
1: know, like, I have to, like, kind of bring it back, like, to reality where they're at. So I, I'm glad that I experienced that because I can say I lived it. Yeah. And, and I hope that me living it, you can trust what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it you gives know? you credibility. Yeah,
1: and merit because right. I'm still standing today. And <laughs> exactly. The, there's longevity <laughs> yes, afterwards because yes. you could have
0: easily quit after the first time, the and, first two times, and
1: there were many who did.
0: Yeah, you know, and and we see it in the breaking community as well. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, you see it in urban, you see it everywhere. You like, see it everywhere like, when people don't like what they want or people aren't happy, they just give up. And I get it. Like I get it. I understand why they do. Um, it could probably be because no one around them is saying, "Hey, you know, like." Keep going. If this is what you want, you keep going. It's not an easy road. And it doesn't end, like, or it doesn't become easier. Actually, if I can say, being in the scene for 20 plus years, you would think it's easier. If, you know, you think, oh, I got my shit together. I know what I'm doing. I know how to maneuver. No, it's harder. And it's harder because, one... The, the culture and the dance scene in general does not stay the same
0: right that's Staying true it's always same, moving it's writing. always moving
1: It evolves the movement evolves it's not like ballet where you pull from the traditional form and it stays the same and it is that no this culture changes look at look at our soap freestyle hip-hop dance you know the social dances like how we keep having to uh, it's important to I don't want to say we have to. Right. It's good to stay relevant on what's happening. Yeah. So we could connect with these communities. We're in 2019. And We're yeah. still
0: doing Fortnite dance. <laughs> Can you believe that?
1: Well, I mean, you know, so anyway, like, uh, that's my take is like, yeah. that's my perspective is like, yeah, it, it doesn't get easy. We have to, it's, it, we have to keep putting work. It's always, always work to the end.
0: Yeah. It, it's no. not one of those jobs that's like the same thing for such a long time. No. Because dance. <laughs> I mean, just like everything else, dance has trends. But mm-hmm. also, there's always new people coming in and out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone brings something to yeah. the table. Yep. Yep. You might be the best dancer in your community, mm-hmm. if you want to say, competitively speaking, mm-hmm. for one year. Mm-hmm. And then someone decides to move from mm-hmm. Iowa, Nikki Q. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. things don't look as easy as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just, that's just a general example. But I'm sure it's different in the corner community. A new team could be on the rise. From what I understand from the people that I've talked to, mm-hmm. teams fluctuate. Like, yeah. oh, one year, you know, yeah. Super Galactic is really good. Mm-hmm. Then it's like 220. Uh-huh. Now it's cookies, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it just, that'll ha- that'll be the trend. That's how it always goes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's important to address that, that yeah. dance is a, as a culture and as a community, it's always evolving.
1: Yeah, and, and I really like that you mentioned that how it's like, I don't want to say trendy but people have their moments yes to be highlighted. yes uh-huh. and um and or or their their minutes of fame right i don't even i don't know if fame's the right word but whatever it is you see that the people who really love it or the people the people who matter and the people who sh- we should really listen to and respect are the ones who are it doesn't have to be the one who are the ones who are hype right now right, right. or the ones who are having the highest numbers right now. It's I think to me the people we really should value, respect, even listen to and follow the advice of are the people who have been in and I'm not saying this because me but I know I am a good example. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry They're that not, sounds conceited, no, but it's no, true. It's true. I, I agree with you. I've been in this scene forever. I know what it's about. I've seen the trends. I'm active. And I'm going out there to see what's happening. How can I continue to add value, What not? whatever. But it's important to know who are the people who've been in the scene for a while. What have they done to contribute? Do people respect them? Are they still relevant today? Those are the people we should be paying attention to. Yeah. Why yeah. are they still respected? Why are they still dope? why do they and more importantly why do they still love it that's what i want to know because we get lost we get frustrated it's like what the fuck? why am i why is this blah, 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 blah? yeah yeah you know yeah. i want to stay at the end of the day i want to be happy yeah i invested uh you know Your six life. digits no five digits of of a student loan okay oh, to, to be able to do what i do in the in the, in higher education you know, but I also invested a lot of my time, and yeah. I love it, and I want to keep loving it. I see how it makes people feel, and I, and more importantly, I see how I'm happy doing it. So um, I I try to seek uh, uh, people and, and, and reach out to people who are respected, who've contributed, who've pioneered, who've blueprinted, who've innovated, and ask them questions, why do you love it so much? You know, and figure yeah. out why are they respected, what are they doing? that makes them so respected, you know, from the time they started to here today. Like, perfect example, Eddie G. You know, um, that's like, I've known Eddie since I was like 19. Really? I took his, I took a break when he was teaching at um, Culture Shock at the Center, I was taking his breaking class. And I remember he'd invite me to like the, the, the at the time they're like dances, you know, they're just calling dances, at, or, like the Boys and Girls Club. And I was Why just learning how part? to break, huh. and he'd be like, yeah, we're going to go, you should come with us. And I'm like, okay, and I just practiced my breaking, like, what, month, just a couple months in, and I practiced my breaking over there. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was, it was cool, but, you know, like, that, I saw him as, like, oh, dope b-boy.
0: Was he I mean, Jabbawockeez then?
1: Oh, Jabbawockeez did not even exist then. The, like, oh. When he, when I took his class, it was, like, 98. Oh, okay. 98, 99, hmm. yeah, and Jabbawockeez didn't exist until 2003. Ooh. yeah so um but he was jack Lock, he's in 2005 oh so mm-hmm. he was yeah he didn't come until later
0: yeah he was also on the podcast quick plug mm-hmm. eddie styles he was a great guest on the podcast oh God, yeah. Yes.
1: yeah if anyone is listening to this moment i want to encourage you to pay attention to the, the content that eddie puts out and you know what's really interesting he's not putting it out there like the way we do we kind of put content out there right people seek him out yeah that's, that's very true yes because he just has the best things to say and he not only says great things but he lives it he does you know and that's what i respect about him is that he models everything he says he doesn't just say it because it sounds nice
0: that's true mm-hmm. and um funny fun fact i guess um i reached out to him in order to mm-hmm. and there was a moment where i guess i was not necessarily feeling lost but feeling a little bit like S- like not straying away either, kind of just drifting. And I wanted, okay. yeah. and I, I knew what I wanted and mm-hmm. I knew how I wanted to go about it, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to ask him his take on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of like a mentorship, sure. I guess. And um, we shared a lot of good conversation, but mm-hmm. then you, you mentioned it right now. Everything he says, he lives it. Mm-hmm. He acts on it. Mm-hmm. And he really spoke from experience when he mm-hmm. gave me advice. Yeah. And um, he just recommended that like, that I guess that I do everything that would make me happy and and that was something yeah. that really stuck to me because mm-hmm. you hear it a lot but when you see that and then like the example is his life mm-hmm. he he just recently came back from Europe yep. great competitive run out, out there which is rare from him because he doesn't really compete that often
1: he's on a roll right now he's he, on a he, roll he has some momentum right now yeah and you know what's really and, and that's is what i love too is this is a guy who's been breaking since the 90s you know since he was like I, did he say he was 13 years old but he it, since the nineties, and you just start. He's made. Not saying he hasn't made noise now or then, but he's making loud noise. International noise, yeah, on a national level, and this is him thirty years in. Yeah. Thirty years, and and people want noise now. Five years in.
0: Right. Yeah. So we oh, yeah. gotta
1: see. We gotta really step back. And yes, I understand you're coming from a place where it it's, it seems like the pressure to have noise to get opportunities i get it but you know when it's time it's time yeah when it, when you're ready you're ready and and we just have to no matter what we just put in work and the opportunities will come don't put we it, it it's weird because um i think sometimes we put ourselves out there to get uh to get opportunities and yes although i although i do agree on that we also have to put, invest more time in putting in the work, then the opportunities will come. Yeah. Which is what Eddie was doing, and that's that's why he's the perfect example of why he is thriving and he's making noise.
0: And he stays consistent. Yeah. He, even at his age right now, which mm-hmm. is considered old for, like, the dance community, right? But it's actually not that old. Okay,
1: can I say something? Go for because it. Because we're the same age. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to turn 40 next month, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, and he is forty he's gonna be forty-one. Yes. Uh, and I'm I I, I, don't, I don't think he's afraid that I said I say this. No, no, no. Okay. I think
0: he mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: So um that's sort of been my thing this year, or since I've been breaking, is that's been my message to the students and now on a global level, me trying to be a B girl is or representing as a B girl that it's never too late to start you're never too old and it's never too late to start right. anything. Anything. Dance, whatever, and uh, because it's interesting because urban dance and, and, and breaking it's such a it's such a youth dominated culture, right? And to to do well, it seems like we have to be young because we have to put in years of work to be at that certain level. But for me, it's like man, I started this at I started this at thirty. Wait, my, I entered my first battle when I was thirty-seven. Mm. You know, and. I'm not saying that I'm um, doing well, but I'm freaking happy as hell, yeah. and I feel like I've leveled up on my fitness, on my quality of life, and the the way I cr- the culture I create in my class is so different because of my understanding of of just new dance culture. Because I've always been in urban dance, you know, for for what however long I've been doing it. And so it's added more value to my life than I could have ever imagined. And, and I'm, I'm about to be 40, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, so that's, that's like, and, and I, what I love is students who have been enrolling in my class, they don't feel, they never say the phrase, oh, you know, these kids or I'm too old because I tell them my story and it allows them to have a space to remind themselves you don't need to keep saying I'm too old. I'm too old. You know, if you if people say I'm old, oh, I'm too old. Hey, that's you thinking that. Right. Yeah. You know? You're limiting yourself. I like, think. When I hear like twenty-three year olds say oh, I'm too old, I give them a freaking look. I'm like, yeah, for real? And then I I would do. Age is just a number, and you just have to like the life. It's the lifestyle you live. Right. Uh, that's that, true. That allows you to have a youthful energy. I've become so. I've, I haven't been this fit in a while. i am happy. Like you know it's just like dang breaking has changed my life in in more ways i can imagine and then i'm saying everyone should start breaking at 37 but just do something yeah you never know how it's going to change your life but i have to say this it's changed my life that way because i put in the work and i'm able to put in the work and understand the importance of putting in the work because of my experience of failing forward with the culture shock
0: thing (laughs) you know it all all comes back it all all comes back back. yeah
1: but it's like like um I'm gonna say this, and I, I'm sorry if this sounds like you know plugging. But I got interviewed by SD Voyager. Um, yes, and I saw so that. There was a second. They they featured me as like a uh, a lady boss something for something. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, I saw that. And uh, the question was, how do you um, how do you what how would you describe you know dealing with adversity if someone's struggling? What would you tell them? You know how to deal with it? And I say, and I meant I, this isn't verbatim, but it's something along the lines of. 'Cause I used to think the whole like when shit would happen to me, I'd be like, Why me? Why am I fucking dealing with this? Like why do I always have to why me, why me? I feel like the victim. Mm -hmm. Later, later, later. It wasn't until maybe a couple years ago I had to re reframe my mindset and be like, Well, why not me? Why not me? You know? The and then I had to this is all daily practice you un- I truly believe and I'm making a choice to think this way. I'm making a choice to think this way. I truly believe the universe or the higher power brings, you know, adversity in my life because I am strong enough to handle it, you know. That's a really I'm good take. I'm strong enough to handle it and um and the let because of my past yeah. I'm able to now articulate um, you know, okay, this is what happened to me, this is how I got through it, and I can help my students, or anyone who comes to me for help, because when I went through shit, I, I never, like, no one, I, I tried to seek people out to help me, like, hey, how, how wh- what do I do? But right. no one went through what I went through.
0: Right. Sample, this is like
1: a shallow example. I used to date, uh, my boyfriend was my co-director, was a co-director, so we co-directed a dance team together, and I always had Issues and I would ask people, well, how do you deal with this? And they never could give me answers. Right, right. And so, and I, and I, I just at the end of the day, I the I play the victim card. Why me and now? I'm making a choice to be like, well, why not me? Okay, the universe is bringing adversity in my life um, to because I'm strong enough because I will learn from it. And sometimes. I will not know the lesson until years later which is again bringing it back the culture shock thing you know I mean that my last time ever auditioning was 2001 Ooh. Okay? and I didn't realize the value of it until maybe 2011.
0: Wow a whole ten years Two, yeah, later ten, yeah ten
1: years yeah
0: but it's glad that you I'm good that you um, it's good and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you can reflect on it now mm-hmm. and realize the importance of it in your grand journey oh yeah because someone could just easily look back on it in a very bitter sense like and
1: -hmm. And can i say i did oh (laughs) okay long time (laughs) right but of course i'm not gonna say it out loud you know but i had complex i was like man what the hell like like really and then you know there was just a time where i'm like wow like Because at the time, too, and this is the the very egotistical me, you know, thinking the way I thought the way at my age. Then I was a working dancer in L.A., booking jobs in L.A. And then other Culture Shock dancers were auditioning for these jobs. But I was getting these jobs and I still auditioned for Culture Shock and still did not make it. So I was like, what the fuck? That's a very humbling experience. Well, you know, and then my first acceptance of of you know just changing my perspective early on was it's not meant to be you know it's just not in the cards for me but i it was frustrating because i always want to know why yeah why? Oh, oh yeah why? Because i'm filipino <laughs> which i have to say was an issue back then. so culture shock used to be very mindful of you know it's like they want to have their mission we are a troop of individuals you know and, and at the time they, they really valued different ethnicities you know, and there were more girls than guys dancing um, in, the, in the scene back then. And there were a lot of Filipino people dancing in the scene back then. Because mm. at that time, that was the whole blow up of dance teams. Yeah. You know, with the, with the you know, with the culture night, talent shows, air band. So the dance, like the, the dance scene was building hard back in the 90s. Okay. And, uh, and it was mainly because, you know, culture night. Uh, you know, the, the fraternities and Asian Pacific, Asian and Pacific Islanders. Already, Ooh, right, yes. That's why you see a lot of Filipinos, is because it's that they, they were the one who kind of pioneered the whole dance scene with, with choreography. Uh, and so, anyway, um, yeah, there was a shitload of Filipino girls, always, our Filipina girls auditioning for culture shock and they just couldn't take them all because they needed to be mindful of oh we need this white girl right right that, this. equal representation yeah and i'm sorry if that sounds weird now if we were to experience that now i'm pretty sure someone is going to address it and they would change it based on how we are now having to be like politically correct
0: and, you yeah know, yeah the, it's uh, a different time now for sure yeah
1: yeah but back then that was very important to them
0: huh yeah interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: i feel like i'm like you're seeing a time capsule open up mm-hmm. right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You meant you I'm so glad you touched on it. Mm-hmm. You were a Hollywood dancer taking gi- yep. uh, gigs at mm-hmm. a at a industry level, yep. right? Yes. Um a lot of people when they think of dance as a career, mm-hmm. that's what they think of. They think dancing means got to go to Hollywood mm-hmm. or New York mm-hmm. and you got to book gigs, you got to be in commercials, you got to mm-hmm. choreograph for this artist, that artist, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. But realistically, I think right now we're in a time where a lot of other types of careers are opening up yes and mm-hmm. you are living one of them which is being a teacher at a collegiate level mm-hmm. which maybe 10 15 years ago 20 years ago that wouldn't be so common but now yes. it, it's a it's uprising and mm-hmm. dance is very evidently enough dance is really important for people who've never taken it and a lot of people that go to college mm-hmm. this is where they try new things yes like high school is oh, like yeah. oh you, you still have a schedule but college, you have everything in your hands, yes. and you can choose to take a dance elective, a jazz elective, mm-hmm. an art elective, and you are that catalyst for them to maybe continue their journey. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. bringing mm-hmm. it back to the question, yes. yeah, um, you've done both. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel, or what do you think about dancers who only strive for Hollywood? What do you think the al- What do you think the alternatives are? And having experienced both of them, which just talk about your experience in that aspect
1: okay I will do that but before that can we talk about that can we talk about some can I address something that relates to what you just said about being in a community college you know giving people the experience or creating opportunities and whatnot okay yes so right now it is 2019 Uh and we are in an era where um, entrepreneurship branding yourself you can you can earn income by just that alone. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. And to, and, and where, uh, you know, just kind of, I hate to use this analogy, but it, he's the one who kind of uh, puts that message out there where Gary V says you don't have to have a college degree to, to be successful, Ooh. okay? So I wanna say this yeah. because- um, No, I'm glad you're touching on this, let's it, do it's it. It's very important to address, okay? Yes, I agree. Yes, I do agree. We are in a time where having a college degree um, doesn't necessarily um, define your value in what you do. Yes. Nor is it something that you need to do what you want. And I'm going to use the example dance. However, Absolutely. so you don't have to go to college. I'm going to just put that out there. You don't have to go to college right, to, right. To, to, to be a dan- to be a professional dancer. But I think it's important to not knock college experience and to not knock college education as an option to be successful, and to use that option to to be included in your journey for as a professional dancer, and here's why. I'm really glad you okay. said okay. that. Go yes. for so here's it. Yeah. Why. Okay. Um, okay. So, using Hollywood and LA and all of that. Yes, you're right. Um, you or you know Gary V or were people out there saying you don't need a degree? I agree. You you do not need a degree to uh, go to Hollywood, yeah, basically, and if that's, if that's the direction you want to go, right, right, to the LA thing, honestly, this is my advice, move to LA, yeah, no, you know, you, that's, and if you do, if you live in San Diego, that's fine, because it's a two-hour, it's a two-hour commute, no traffic, no stops, right, <laughs> you know, it's possible, but Rare, it's draining but, yeah. as fuck, right, because I right, did it for a year, before I made the move, You know, and I hated the commute. It was draining. I was like, okay, so we would they call you for an audition, you know, the day before. And so it's like 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. And you have to it's your whole day.
0: Right, right. Because
1: if you live in San Diego, you have to drive hella early. Make sure you're there. Make sure you're focused. And then you do the audition and then you have to drive back which is sometimes a three and a half to four hour drive you can't like it's hard to do anything else yeah
0: it's not including that you have to eat yes yeah yeah so
1: that's why i say move there anyway going back to the whole education thing okay um i value college education for people who want to be professional dancers because if you're still on the fence of anything or if you're new in the scene of becoming a dancer, you learn how to be a professional in college. You make mistakes, and they are more flexible to um, support your mistakes.
0: Yeah, yeah. In
1: other words, if you fuck up, you don't build as many bridges, is it, rather than fucking up in the real world? Right. That's because true. Yeah. Because we understand, okay, we're in a community college. We got students here. We got this type of, you know, demographic. And that's what How they. can we serve you? Right. How can I serve you? And how can I be a mentor, instructor? How can I create networks for you, rather than you're in the real world and they have no sympathy or flexibility to to help you. Right. And some people are assholes in the scene, not saying it's bad to be an asshole, but it's real. It, it
0: happens. And, and, and you encounter yeah. your choice you.
1: And so for me, my approach as a professor um, in, in a community college that still is in the industry is I do my best to create that transition easy, as well as offer students who I know are going to thrive. Um, I create relations. I, cre- I net- help them network. Yeah. so I help introduce them to the right people so that they can transition to the industry that they want to transition in you know and so um, so basically at the end of the day that's why I feel community college is important is because you learn how to be a professional you have support you um, it's it's when you make your mistakes, we are there to help you realize. Okay, this is the right way to do things. Yeah. This is how. This is what works and whatnot. And you get to like just. You get to practice being a professional. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And so when you're out there, you are you do it. You your side of the street is clean and you're you're successful.
0: One thing I will add because you you knocked a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that Gary Vee video too. I saw the, the post associated with it. Mm-hmm. And I also do not uh, entirely agree with what he was saying. Mm -hmm. We are in a time where you can be rich off of anything. Mm -hmm. You could make YouTube content for your living right now, and that'd be great. That's entirely feasible right now. You could Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do clothing. You could, you know, you don't need a degree. Mm -hmm. You could start from your living room and you could end up in a mansion. Mm -hmm. That's, I understand. Mm -hmm. And not everybody has the tools to get there. Usually it requires ambition. It requires a personality. Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much like a desktop, like... not It's not like a desk job where like you get taught these skills. A lot of these things, you need to kind of have them yourself, develop them yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trade-offs. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that go to college kind of go there with the idea that they don't exactly know what they want to do. Yes. And college is f- uh, four years of finding yourself yes. and getting into that point mm-hmm. where you're comfortable saying, this is who I am and this is what I want to do. Yeah. Not everybody has the ability to just be 18 and say... I want to be a professional dancer, I want to be a brand creator, I want to be a YouTuber. The people that do have that ambition and have created that image for themselves and have strived since 18, congratulations. It happens. There's those rare cases and I'm really glad to see those people thriving because technology is crazy. And, and I am an advocate for technology and careers coming from people who don't have access to college. Mm-hmm. However, those that do have access and, and have made it a point. To see it through and to find themselves in college, Mm -hmm. they should not be knocked either. Because, yeah, maybe they're stunting their professional development by being in a test or in in a, it's like a microcosm. Mm -hmm. It's, in college, it's its own world. You live there, you, yeah, you live there, you eat there. Some people literally live there, eat there, Mm -hmm. study there. You know, they meet most of their connections for the rest of their life there. Mm -hmm. And this is, you kind of put a pause on the real world for being in college. Mm -hmm. Um, And the point that I'm trying to make is they're two both valid paths and me being one that has been in college, I can confidently say that I didn't find my calling necessarily until I went through that experience. Mm -hmm. And I really vouch for anybody that's there because I know so many people that are lost that go in as one major, come out as another, Mm -hmm. go in with absolutely no... Uh, creative intent or no um passion besides school and they come out as a dancer they come out as an artist mm-hmm. and it's so important to provide them those opportunities because you don't really seek those out in the real world mm-hmm. um having an art class at a college that you can fit into your schedule is so much different than working a nine to five and having to fit a night art class in your schedule mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm such a big adv- advocate for college and you could also go to college get your degree and never use it Mm-hmm. that's also a big thing mm-hmm.
1: yes and 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 i do agree college <laughs> is not for everybody but right. i don't appreciate someone who um or i don't appreciate people knocking it um because it's 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 knocking it because oh you're gonna you know have you know uh debt, debt waste money it's yeah like, yeah yes i agree but also do your research you don't have to be in debt uh to be in college there are uh, scholarships There is bog waivers, which means in community college, you can go to college for free Yes. There are free services. They have mm-hmm. free health services. Mental health. You get free food. They can help you with free housing. Like yep. you, I, I can't even believe. There's so many resources. There's so many resources. Yes, yes. Where you will not be in debt. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, what you need to do is do your research and work hard. You got to do it in college, and you got to do it as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And as a person who is trying to do well and make money. No matter what, you have to work hard. Yeah. That's no. Really that's really what that's, it is. That's what it is. But yeah. I, and I think people are complaining because they think that call it They don't. They think college is work yes it's work but so is the real world also <laughs> it's working hard you have to work hard
0: i hate to get into this but okay. it's really important to mention college is what you make it
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you go into college thinking you're only going to take your four classes a day or four classes a week whatever and then you only go to college to get the education part you're missing out on the entire mm-hmm. other 50% that is college, mm-hmm. which is meeting people. It is socializing. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. having your fun. Networking. It is mm-hmm. experimenting with mm-hmm. new things. You know, mm-hmm. taking, I took a class that was um, acting. Am I ever going to be an actor? No, but I took it. I had fun, and I really, really enjoyed it.
1: And I bet that acting class could be more confident as a person. Probably,
0: yeah, yeah. I've never had to pretend to be sad, but <laughs> I did it. I have to pretend to be sad. I'll have something to reflect on, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, and then we can uh, transition into the whole, like, L.A., because I know that's where we were going. Yes. Um, as someone who, you know, is an educator and as someone who tries to also be relevant in the dance community, I take what I see is important in the dance community and I bring that to the classroom. For example, I do mock auditions mm-hmm. to prepare dancers on what they need to do to be successful. Cool. I brought in Sean, who's the entertainment director or former entertainment director at SeaWorld, uh, to give them, you know, just tips. What happened? So many of my students are now SeaWorld entertainers. You know, it's just like it it, it helps them with that. I bring in mock battles now because now that that I'm in, um, you know, that community, I want people to see the world that I'm learning. And I'm learning, too. You know, so I tried to and then like even brought in Jeremy this semester, a videographer to help because now we're in this world where creating content is important. So I got him to I got him in to help tell, you know, or educate the students what's important and how to put out good content. You know, like, you just have to pay attention. What are we doing? And how can we help our students, you know, be successful? And some professors do the work and some don't. That's the sad part. And yes, I know there are shitty professors who do their job and bounce. I'm sorry for those people who have experienced shitty professors. I do my best to not be that because I don't want that entirely off shitty professor entirely off mm-hmm. script have mm-hmm. you ever
0: checked your ratemyprofessor.com
1: yes i have and i don't want to look at it anymore because the last time i looked at it um i was very hurt like there was something like along the lines of oh she's uh she's biased against filipinos and she has her minions or whatever like there there was there was a lot of shitty comments that i i, I went i had like a a, a mini um a mini I don't want to say breakdown, but anxiety attacks, seeing that. And this was in 2007, 2008 when I saw that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't looked at it since. Ooh. I'm very scared to look. Well, I don't want to say scared. I don't want to. I don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to no. see it. Yeah. Because yeah. you know
1: what? Okay. I'm going to say this right now, too. And I'm just going to put this out there. Go for it. Um, Like I'm this semester. I have dealt with some shit with with things. Yeah. With opinions. Right. About right. Me and about people who don't know me okay Ooh. and people who do a lot to i guess either look me up or find out about me and and try to use that to to um i don't know take me down or put me down right, or right. whatever and i'll use one example okay um, I won't say which school, I won't say the student's name or whatever, mm-hmm. but, uh, so an incident happened and this person who was not involved in the incident, it was someone sh- this person knew, um, didn't like what happened. Okay. Well, okay. I'll just say it. this, ugh, I don't even want to say it cause I feel like, Oh, uh, <laughs> you never know. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. 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 End of the day, This person sent me a nasty message on Facebook. And was because they didn't like what I the, the, they didn't like the choice I made about something and uh, basically said, you're so fucking ugly. I can't believe you're in the community. Do you understand how many people hate you? There's I don't know why you're teaching at a college. You have shitty choreo. Everyone ta- every, there's so there's a group of people who are trying to get you out of this school. No wonder your ex boyfriend cheated on you no wonder like i'm a i'm this and this and and you she's like i i can't wait to see you it it was it it it, i i i was like shaking that i couldn't believe someone who didn't know me had that much confidence to speak to me in that way okay and that was just the start of a lot of things that happened this semester and uh and i'm learning that this is one of those this is one of those um why the why me why
0: me but why not me why
1: not me all right it is what it is um and i feel like it's preparing me to have tough skin in the future my gut says it's preparing me to have a tough skin when i start representing internationally as a b-girl that's my that's my assumption i love that uh-huh that's my assumption but who knows anyway so um I've had my share of people having really shitty opinions about me mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm, I'm a type of person like I'm a, I'm a Monica Geller if you know friends I'm a Monica Geller I'm a people pleaser I have this uncontrollable need to have people um, like me or respect me or whatever but I had to learn you can be the nicest, sweetest person with your side of the street clean and even that they will still find a reason to hate you Yeah. and if they hate you just let it go Because there's nothing I could do. Why waste energy on someone, on one person when 900 other people, this is not my words, but when other people respect and appreciate your energy. But it's hard. Because as humans, our brain, like, our brain soaks in that negative energy because I feel like that's where we're in danger. What can we do to protect ourselves? Like, I'm already thinking, like, okay, what? Okay, how do I fix this? Rather than... Um, thinking about the good, the, the good energy and the students who do love me.
0: Right, right, know? yeah. So
1: anyway, going back to your rate right professor, no, I haven't seen it since, since then. I haven't hmm. seen it for over 10 years because I, I'm afraid of, I'd rather not. That's, that's yeah. all I'll say. I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd rather not. Okay. Because I'm still working, I'm still working on myself to not let other opinions who don't know me um, bother me. Because mm. it still does. I mean, I'm really sure it still bothers. Yeah,
0: me. I mean, it, so. for everybody, right? Especially when you're an artist and you're putting yourself out there mm-hmm. a lot,
1: mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. opening
0: yourself up to um, opinions, to mm-hmm. criticism, right? Mm-hmm. And even though you're not seeking it, mm-hmm. everyone has an opinion, yeah. and not oh, sorry,
1: it, it not okay. A better term is it hurts my feelings, and Ooh. I don't want to feel that. So yeah, no matter what, I I, th- I think that's probably a better term. Not it bothers me, but it just hurts my feelings, and I'd rather just not go into that space
0: it's important to identify Mm -hmm. that too Mm -hmm. because you create i mean you control what energy comes in yes exactly
1: and that's energy i don't want to yeah
0: that i I love that i Mm -hmm. love that Mm -hmm. um so just making a quick tie back to the Mm -hmm. uh hollywood question um right now like what are some career choices that you would feel are like coming up as an alternative to hollywood or like being Mm -hmm. an industry dancer
1: i think it's easy now to i think there are okay here is what I I think there's more opportunities than ever to I agree. be a, to be a professional dancer mm-hmm. or a working dancer. Yeah, um, there's more opportunities. However, the pay rate is different than how it was when I started Ooh. because it was so exclusive. Um, it seems like our pay was what we got paid what we deserved. Right now, there are so many opportunities and so much need that um, they are taking not they are taking pre-professionals I'll use that term pre-professionals and either giving them the opportunity for getting them the opportunity to do it for free or for a very low rate like I heard (laughs) I won't say the studio but I heard in San Diego I don't know Janelle can confirm this the last I heard there was a comment I heard that a certain dance studio in San Diego pays their teachers ten dollars an hour to teach a class and I'm like what what Really, like, I don't know, and I, I don't know if that's still. Did you, have you heard something like that? I've been paid ten dollars. Okay, at a dance studio. A studio. Okay, I feel like that's the same studio we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> so um, and 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 that's something we need to be mindful of. Um, uh, yes, it, it gets you experience. Um, just know that. Um, it no matter what the shitty pay is there, but it's pay. Um, but just uh, one thing I want to address before we get into more opportunities is just know your worth as you oh, um, yeah. as you become more invested and involved in the scene, and know that we got. It's important to keep our relationships good with people because everyone knows each other, everyone talks, everyone oh, yeah. asks questions, everyone asks for references. So like it's and, and when you think someone doesn't know that person, they do
0: yeah you oh know, yeah like, it's uh-huh.
1: like, how why are you doing I don't understand how one person could be to have a shitty like work ethic when and then you're trying to get a job somewhere else you, you think that we don't know that person like you know it's like everyone needs to understand that everyone knows everybody Yes. and every community leader knows each other so mm-hmm. and we talk oh, yeah. and not to talk shit but we want to know right what's it like working with this person am I gonna have fun are they trustworthy are they professional are they flaky let me know you know so and, and we just have to remember that that no matter what we do no matter how low the pay is how high the pay is we have to be a professional constantly yeah and then that's how we continue to get work so, in terms of opportunities, you can be a professional dancer, you could be a teacher, you could be a choreographer, you could be a building entrepreneur or an upcoming um, entrepreneur. But just know that it's um, living in, a, in San Diego where the city is very expensive, yeah. you might have to um, get multiple jobs, be okay working you know, a side job in addition to your dream job, be okay living at home and then do this work so you don't have to worry about other jobs to, to, to sustain your um to sustain your bills in San Diego but there's there's a lot there's a, I feel like there's so much opportunity um it's just you got to pick which one
0: yeah yeah
1: okay. but to only live off dance is not easy
0: Is that your reality right now? That is
1: my reality right now. That's and, a I I'm, segue. and I know and I know I am very blessed. I'm very blessed. I I I'm I'm privileged. I know I'm privileged.
0: Alright, so mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that. You're segueing right along. Okay. We're following the track here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um does making a living through dance change the way you approach your craft?
1: Um I wanna say yes and no. Yes and no, because um this is my bread and butter. Right. You know, I love dance, but I, I am a professor of dance to survive in San Diego. Right. And luckily I love it. Mm. Luckily, I love the students. I love what the cl- how t- teaching a class makes me feel, and I love the impact I can make. That uh, to see the students do well after they leave my class. So, um, so yeah, like uh, uh, it, it it changes the way I my approach to teaching. One, I do my best because I because I love my job. I know I I put in extra extra work to make sure I give as much historically um uh and cultural relevant and correct information to the students i do as much as possible to give back to the community so that i can keep relationships so that they can serve my class Mm -hmm. meaning like they can connect with my class like oh like jojo's one of the biggest supporters i love like yeah Yeah. like just okay oh can you come through do this is this yes You know, like I feel very lucky to have someone like Jojo to support what I do, believe in what I do and, you know, to give back to the students in the way he does. You know, so. um, So, yeah, like I all the 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 work that I do um, outside of my job, I do it so that I can keep my my classroom uh, curriculum relevant for them to transition, succeed have a good quality of life yada yada hmm. yes i'm always evolving yeah i'm which is always good, which is evolving good. not only as a dancer but as an instructor because i would not be doing justice if um if i'd be teaching all the same old shit same old <laughs> stretch routine right. you know like the same choreo using old music teaching old movements like i would not be doing a service and i know the word is gonna get out that that's the way my classroom is structured and I don't want that um, information out about me. I want people to, when people talk about what I do, I want, I would hope that people say she works hard, she is relevant as much as she can to bring the best and most um, you know uh, current information to the class. And it, it allows, it gives them a true reality of what the dance community is like, rather than me saying, Well, oh well I used to do this. Right. No.
0: <laughs> what Back is it like day. now? Yeah, yeah. What
1: is it like now? And I want them to know what it's like now because I'm living it too. So I appreciate that, and I think my students appreciate this too. I appreciate that not only am I a professor of dance with this XYZ experience, but I'm also still a student. Yeah. So I can connect with them and at least they they know oh, okay she understands and she's still doing it i'll do it too
0: it's really cool because a few people have come up to my events which mm-hmm. i think you've competed at a majority of them mm-hmm. yes. um
1: i like your events
0: yeah thank you yes. thank you mm-hmm. i like my events too um, <laughs> yeah. but mm-hmm. usually i think i'm in a, in a i'm in a place where i reach out a lot to the dance community but i also have a big uh, support from people that aren't necessarily active dancers mm-hmm. um, a lot of my jams have people that have danced in the past and quit, but they come because they want to support I love it. or community college students or mm-hmm, state mm-hmm, students mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a few times people have come up like hey, like does that girl over there teach class at like City College? And I was like, yeah,
1: Oh, I don't teach at City College did, Are you talking about did you me? Ever teach at City? No. no, but there is a hip-hop instructor at City College. Um, her name is Grace. Uh, so,
0: oh, I've I met Grace, okay, too. Yeah, yeah she mm-hmm. judges a jam Oh, um, yeah. oh, she uh, it was Freestyle Fridays at the oh, dance house oh, a few nice. years ago. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Um. Um. Can I name drop like that? No, it's one of your students. Confidentiality. Okay. But maybe afterwards I'll tell you. One okay. of the, one of the stateside members. <laughs> mm-hmm. He doesn't go to state. Mm-hmm. He took one of your classes before.
1: Oh.
0: Um, and he's uh, he's come up to me before. I think it was at one of the Battle at the Bowls Okay. Maybe he didn't say City College, but he said that's my professor. Oh. Yeah, and he was like. Like, I didn't know she was a B girl. And I was like, I didn't know she was a professor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time mm-hmm, seeing her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you kept coming out. And then um, one of my best friends has taken your class before, too.
1: Um, Can I ask the name?
0: Yeah. Oh. Oscar?
1: Oscar. Oscar Rosales?
0: No, not Oscar Rosales. Silva.
1: Oscar Silva. Okay. It's hard to remember. I have to see the face.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll show you a picture. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. hi Oscar. <laughs> he um, he took your class before, and mm-hmm. then he saw you at a jam as well, and he was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Like, she's battling, but she's also like a professor. Like, mm-hmm. it, I think when people not that all of your students go to jams, mm-hmm. but when people see that and they're also your students, mm-hmm. it is important for them to be like, "Oh, wow!" Like, she's still trying to out here and like keep her name up, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that you see it like that because I'm gonna be honest with you. It took a minute for me to soak up that that's the perspective rather than, um, oh, you know, um, because, okay, so when I was on Super Galactic, my last year I was on Super Galactic, I was also on the team. I was on the team, I was a professor of dance, and I had my students on the team as well. Oh. Right? And so what made it a little challenging for me is that I, when we when it comes to casting, and I know Janelle knows what I mean when we say, like, when we cast, so um, we have to compete against each other, and there's been moments where my student gets cast over me,
0: Ooh. and
1: you know, and, I, and and yeah, it was an ego thing at the time, and I'm like, what the, you know, and then I just had to be like, it is what it is, and I just have to keep working harder, or whatever reason they cast the student over me, it is, it is what it is. But at the time, I always I felt like people were looking at me like, what? That's a she's her teacher, but she got cast right, the right, penis. yeah, and my mind went there. And so when you said that i'm very glad you said that because i'm sure that's probably the reality versus my head
0: right right you know
1: and so today now today i think it's important that teachers take class while their students are there. One, so we can continue to um, model what good classroom etiquette is, yeah. you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Two,
1: that we're still students and that we're still learning rather than, oh, I am a professor and I don't need to train. You know, like, right. I, think, I think I think it's important that if we are teaching dance, if we wanna be good teachers, we also have to be good students. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can, I don't, I don't it's, to me it's weird, especially when it comes to art and creativity that we can go we can you know share and 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 preach xyz but then we're not seeking information ourselves and seeking how can we continue to to build and develop and evolve our craft like i think it's important that we need to be out there and be students oh yeah we want to be dope teachers we need to be good students dope students or better students yeah
0: i have a maybe this is just my pet peeve Mm -hmm. and i'm sure some people might agree or not Mm -hmm. but I have a... Not an issue, but it bugs me when there are accredited dancers that are... Maybe not OGs, but people that have gained the rep in the scene. Mm
1: -hmm. And then they stop, Mm -hmm. and we
0: continue putting them on. And my whole entire thing... as
1: When you say we... Can you use an example and you don't have
0: to say name. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I think in the b-boy community...
1: Okay.
0: And, oh, man, I might sound like a bitter new-gen b-boy. Mm-hmm. I hate going to a jam for years. Mm-hmm. So, for me personally, I am a strong advocate. Probably one of the more notable ones that supports the idea of up-and-comers. Putting people on who need opportunity to get there. Mm-hmm. So, I have the up-and-comer 7 the Smoke at, mm-hmm. at um Force and Finesse. Mm-hmm. But also... Um, I like to give opportunity to those that maybe don't have the platform yet or that are building, building, because that's, I understand that that's where I'm at. And like every opportunity is uh, um, appreciated. So at Forks and Finesse 1.5, I did something funny, maybe. It was interesting. It was a concept mm-hmm. where I put judges that I knew people would question um, mm-hmm. because the lack of experience, maybe, was the it lack the of one age. Bread and salt? No, no, no. That one had ernetic, and th- that was that was like credited judges. It oh, mean the
1: one at Good Vibe? Good
0: Vibe with Jimmy Jam, uh, Murrow, and Zero. Oh. Um, and I did that on purpose because I I have a problem with seeing the same judges at the like you can have and Dino Rock is a credited judge. I respect Dino Rock, mm. but Dino Rock judges every jam in San Diego. So we're breaking around the opinion of Dino Rock. Okay.
1: So okay. to me, it's Media like. Perspective.
0: To me, it's like, if Dynorock's going to judge every jam, if Sumo, if Eddie, if they're interchangeable, they're judging every jam, we have Dynorock, Rock, So Fresh representative, and, you know, insert newer gen B-Boy here, Nico, Nikki, whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's the same people, it's over and over, we're breaking around their perspective, and we, Taylor, are breaking because we didn't pass prelims, we didn't pass top 16, because a judge said what we were doing, they wanted. It's important to have revolving opinions. And also, in order for people to become credited judges, they start judging to begin with. And they don't get those opportunities. People don't reach out to Jimmy Jam to judge. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy Jam is very experienced. Mm -hmm. And he continues... I mean, at the time, Jimmy Jam was going uh, active. Mm -hmm. And he continued to be... He continued to battle. Mm -hmm. I spoke to Jimmy Jam afterwards. He's like, I hated that. I hated having to give my opinion on it. Because usually, I never even watched prelims and Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it was a different perspective for him and you learn you know you you experience decisions and afterwards you lick your wounds i guess Mm -hmm. so maybe that wasn't the smartest decision moving forward but it was it was a it was a step in the right direction in my opinion Mm -hmm. bringing everything back my pet peeve is just simply seeing the same judges because we don't know anyone else right in this in the san diego community there's Uh, like that select few that i just mentioned and they're great. They're credited, and I believe in them, and I have them judge my events too, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to introduce new members to that panel because mm-hmm. if we just keep these panels going up, Dino Rock can reach 60, and he still might be judging all the same jams because mm-hmm. nobody sees that, I don't know, one is judging jams or sure. you know, Mel or Elprad or, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, anyone, Makoto, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, I, I feel really happy when I see, like, makoto judging or for example zero mm-hmm. or dagahoy mm-hmm. just like newer Gen b boys that don't get that opportunity and now their their opinion is what's going to matter moving forward mm-hmm. so i have
1: many responses to what you're let's saying let's go for okay. it let's go for it so um this is coming my my uh, opinion is somewhat subjective Oh shoot. um